Locked and Loaded. The Industry 45 Show with host Shane Christopher Neal. All right, Industry 45 Show, giantfm.com. You can stream this and download it and all that fun stuff. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, all those exciting places. And uh, this is going to be a cool conversation. Uh, Andre Como, how are you doing? Right from Los Angeles. I'm doing great, thanks. So I got a few questions for you. Well, that's good because I'm doing the interview, so I should have some questions. But I got to, so explain <laughs> to me, what is Real World Homecoming New York? Because I watched some of it and it's a show, but give me the genesis. Like, where did this come from? You're the star of the show. It was, it was kind of cool from what I've seen. So explain it to me. Sure, sure. Well, we were, you know, my cast was the first cast of the very first uh, modern-day reality television show called The Real World, uh, and um, and we shot it in 1992, um, and, uh, and that was uh, in New York City. And so uh, last year, um, uh, late last year, uh, the folks uh, at Buna Murray, the production company, um, uh, reunited us for a 30th anniversary season uh, to uh, commemorate the uh, the anniversary, and they brought us all back together at that same loft in New York. Nice. So, in the 1990s, you played in Rain Dance. That was the name of a band. Correct. Yeah. So, give me the back uh, on that. Like, give me a little bit about that story because I don't know the band, so I'm curious sure, to know. Sure. Rain Dance. Rain Dance was a, was a band um, that, uh, you know, uh, a group of guys that I grew up with in Detroit. Um, we, uh, we played the, you know, after high school, because we went to school together. Um, after high school, we, uh, we played the Detroit bar scene for um, about three, four years, uh, uh, about as, you know, and, and took it as far as we could in the city of Detroit, whereupon we moved to um, the New York area in 1991 um, and uh, uh, li- uh, lived in the uh, metro New York area, um, at, at which time I, I uh, auditioned for the, the show The Real World and moved into that loft a year to the day that I moved to New York So did Detroit. you did you have music? from rain dance in the original real world all over the place yeah that's a good way to yeah, do it show the real world is a documentary style tv show that that really just uh documented events in our everyday lives and my everyday life revolved around my band i was a uh you know working musician at the time and uh uh, uh you know it was really all i did um so most of my storylines revolved around my band and the gigs that I had and, uh, you know, recording music and all of, all of that, uh, uh, all of that. So we're going to talk about your, your new song and that, but, but you're, you work in music publishing too. Like you're in the music like, I do, business I do. I side, in, right? Yeah. I, I, I took, um, so in the early 2000s, when I moved to Los Angeles, I started working for the business um, uh, and uh, got into music licensing, music supervision, and uh, music publishing. Um, and it was largely through 
the the interest was through Green Dance got a publishing deal with Warner Chapel, one of the major publishers in New York in New York um, in uh, 1995 96, and uh, really that that experience sparked an interest in um, music licensing and music publishing. Um, and uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I took a job with a music supervisor. Um, and, uh, and upon uh, after that, I took another job uh, with Bug Music Publishing, which was at the time the largest independent music publisher in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, really, I was a creative uh, at Bug. And um, I worked in music, uh, music for film and television. And, uh, and that's really where I learned, um, you know, how to pitch and, uh, uh, place music on film, television, advertising, video games, so on and so forth. So you were the smart one that realized that you could not be just a rock star and make money unless you were Aerosmith, the Rolling Stones, <laughs> and you got into the business side of it so that you could make the very smart choices you have made, my friend. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. You know, music is definitely a feast or famine absolutely. Uh, situation. And it, and it, is, it has only gotten worse in, in my, during my career, uh, especially given that, you know, the music uh, uh, record labels and music in general doesn't really sell. Uh, it's not, it's not as, it's not a commodity anymore. Right. Um, and so really the only money that's made in, in music uh, is, is in the intellectual property. Um, and that's music publishing. Um, so I did recognize that early on through, uh, my dealings with Warner Chapel and, uh, and it was, you know, uh, uh it just, it, it made sense to me to, to get involved. And in, I mean, you know, I make music and I've, I've placed my own music over the years. Uh, but you know, really what it comes down to is there are, opportunities for all genres of music and all kinds of music in in you know every language in every genre um and and really you know uh i needed to branch out and really get involved in in that um uh, uh music licensing um to to uh really uh uh experience the full uh the full gamut Tell me about your relationship with uh, Tom Hazard. Uh, you work with him, or uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know Tom. I just, you know, I know of him and some of the work that he does. I follow him on social media. <laughs> so, uh, do you work with him, yeah. or what's your relationship with him? Well, Tom Tom Hazard uh, was the president of my past label, and um, when he. Uh, and his partner, uh, David Ellison, um, parted ways earlier this year. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, started, we, we, we still continue to work together on a very informal basis. Um, and, uh, um, you know, he helps out with sort of management and, and sort of direction, but, um, the, uh, uh the, the scope of, uh, of what he's, you know, doing nowadays, um, he, he seems to be, um, uh, sort of tapering, uh, off his, his music, uh, business, um, uh, endeavors. 
Right. And and I, I just knew of Tom because I had done a few interviews with David over the last you know year or two, and they put a covers album out and did a bunch of things together, but I had never spoken to Tom. So I was just kind of curious to know. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Clean Break. I was going to say Breakout. That's not Breakout. It's Clean Break. You know, that is a breakout. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so talk about the song. I saw the video. It's a great video. And band sounds Thank great. So, so talk about uh, the genesis of the song Clean Break. Sure. Well, Clean Break is the title track to our uh, new album of the same name, Clean Break. It comes out September 10th. Um, and uh, we have an album release show the night before at the Viper Room in, in uh, Hollywood. Um, and uh, the, the single, Clean Break, very high energy, sort of um, uh, uh, modern rock edge, um, almost, uh, you know, punk rock roots. Um, uh, track that's uh, you know very very much um, uh, indicative of the of the album. I think that you know the album really uh, uh, the album absolutely uh, uh, has those influences. Shows the influences of of uh, more of the um, the punk rock roots, um, uh, as opposed to my last album, uh, which I released on. Uh, Tom and Dave's label, um, uh, and that uh, was out in 2020 called Wrong Within, and that's more of a meat and potatoes, sort of middle-of-the-road, hard rock uh, record, whereas this one definitely showcases more of the um, sort of punk rock and, and even my acoustic uh, influences, of which there are many. Well, it's funny because when I watched the video, the first thing I thought of, too, was like, but this is not what I expected. It's very punk and I don't know, for, my, for whatever reason, never thought that that's what I was going to hear and see. But there we have it. And it was, yeah. uh, like I said, an amazing song. I want to bring up the Viper Room for a second. So because you live in L.A., um, about four years ago, yeah. I was in L.A. I've only been there a few times. And I was hosting a show at the Whiskey. L.A. Guns was playing, a few other bands. And I ended up saying to my buddy, let's go to the Viper Room. So I'd never gone there. We went down. You know, you got to go down the side there. There's kind of goes downhill a little bit. And then this... I guess security guy at the door said, Hey, are you here for Mike's party? And I went, Sure. Yeah. Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> so here, there for Mike's party. Yeah, but here it gets even better. So then I, you know, he's like, Here you go, you guys can go. Well, guess who was coming down the uh, the right behind us? Mike. And the guy says, Mike, he, Mike, you know what he's got this is and Mike looked at me. I don't even know who the fuck Mike is. Mike looked at me, go, guys, how you doing? Good to see you. I was like, he goes, Come on in. I went, I was like, This is fucking awesome, dude. We don't even know Mike, and we're having drinks. And I want to point out though, I could not believe like I thought it, the Viper Room would have been this massive room. It's just this little thing with this not very big stage, but like it's epic looking. And I was just, I guess it just surprised me, right? When you think about the whole thing. Well, yeah, Viper is a very intimate, um, uh, very, you know, it's got some of the best sound in all of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, the stage is a, a very, it's a small stage, but the lights, you know, everything about it, it's not, it's not so much, um, uh, uh, you know, quality, quantity but it is quality, quality yeah absolutely the sound is amazing the lights are amazing uh and uh so really it's all about and um so that's correct it is it's a smaller room but um you know you you pack a couple hundred people in there and um 
it's uh, it, you know, no room in Los Angeles sounds better. Well, absolutely, and like so I said, thank, thanks, Mike. thanks to Mike, I was there. I was the Mike. Mike made it happen yeah. for me. And there was a two-piece band he had. There was a drummer and a guy who was playing like guitar, and then he had like a pedal that did some like keyboard and bass stuff. And but they were a great little band, two of them, and it sounded amazing. And I was like, I was just surprised it was such a little room. But I see your point why you do something there. Great sound and all that. You got a great song. Uh, I appreciate your time. We're gonna play the song on the Industry Forty Five show, and and thank you for doing this, my friend. The Industry 45 Show. Screaming, I'm a vengeance lucid dreaming. Over the mountain under mystic spells, meditating on the stars. Hear me, promise a warning, fear thee. The darkness coming, mesmerize under restless skies, be gone too far. Coming as the rise under restless skies. 